0: Welcome back to Strange Assembly. I'm Chris Stevenson. Here with me today are Kevin Kennedy. Hi. Gerald, Hello. Trevor Valentine. Yo. And Justin Birdie. Hi, everyone. Well, the Mega Game is over. Topaz Championships are done. Dead of Winter is almost here. I'm sure we can come up with something to talk about, but we're mostly going to make this up as we go along, so you'll just have to listen to the rest of the podcast to find out. I would like to correct one of the people on our forums, though. He accused us of using this podcast as nothing more than a vehicle to make Futurama jokes. Uh, I think that's completely ridiculous, don't you guys? That's completely called garbage. Yeah. I know, that's dumb. That's okay, well let's, let's go on to Topaz then. Kevin and Trevor, you guys were at Topaz, so why don't you just start off by talking about what went on, down there.
1: I have a goldfish memory. It's already out. Five (laughs) seconds later, it's... Did I go to Topaz? Yeah, you went to Topaz. I went to Topaz, everybody. You apparently played Spider.
2: I'm just going to assume Trevor went to Topaz, and he was sick. I got sick Friday. (laughs) I bet he was
1: tired, too. (laughs) I was tired. All weekend, actually.
0: Well, what Fascinating. You, what did you play at Topaz?
1: Some spider Jake. Out of fields
0: of <laughs> the dead. What a surprise. they have another stronghold now? Soon. Oh. Okay. Soon. That's next episode. Yeah, they, oh, okay. We're, we're going to talk about when Dead of Winter's actually out.
3: Um, I played Phoenix. I brought my brother Thomas with me. He sixteen, 16. He played spider out of fields of the dead.
1: You abducted <laughs> your brother. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> he loved it. Um... What? It's not kidnapping, you're not caught.
0: I'm just waiting for you guys to actually say something about what happened at the tournament.
1: Well, oh, I had 40 cards in my deck. <laughs> you? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Actually, I had, I had 80 cards in my deck. You know, cause Cheating.
0: Okay, so what were you playing since Trevor is feigning ignorance of his own deck? Um, okay.
3: I was playing City of Tears, Calvary Military with big attachments. I was top Phoenix there. I went 4-3. I uh, very very nearly made the cut if I'd won my last matchup, but oh well. Um, I actually remember what Trevor was playing.
1: Um, makes one <laughs> of us.
3: He was playing a uh, Spider Super Friends deck with the the big
1: uniques and, and redirection Super Spider. Super Spider.
0: Wow, that's funny because the tournament was won by Crab Super. Yeah. It's a lot of that going around. No,
1: so, tournament was won by Draft. So,
0: oh yeah, that's was, right. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. The yeah. tournament winner, Swiss deck, was how? Did, where did he end up after? We
2: have no Somewhere idea. Somewhere in the top sixteen. Somewhere in the top sixteen. That's right. <laughs> the but he
0: was. That's right. But he was playing a crowd super friends, and big guy. Dan had berserkers. I think there were maybe nine or ten berserkers, and then super friends, kind of like the dragon decks from Gen Con. Yeah. You had maybe nine or ten say and then super friends. I don't know what super friends deck ever really goes more super-friendish than that. You got Not everyone can be a 12-gold out-of-clan personality. Doesn't TST try
1: that? <laughs> there,
3: were, there were a couple of varieties of the Super-Friends deck there. One of the Spider players I I beat was playing a version of Trevor's deck, essentially. And then there were, I played against AJ Vale, who was playing a Unicorn Super-Friends deck, and that was one of the games I lost. Um, we rematched after that, and I won in the rematch, but it's kind of a 50-50 shot in my deck against his.
0: Yes, but most importantly...
3: He won? Yeah. He won. <laughs> yeah,
0: he won the game that counted.
3: <laughs> there were a lot of good players there. Uh, there was Onertov was there, and Mark Armitage and uh, John Ashman, I think. Paul Ashman? Paul Ashman, yeah. Yes. Um, the only people missing were, like, Greg and Case.
0: And the Europeans, probably.
3: Oh, and the Europeans, yeah. Pablo.
0: Yes, there's more more players in Europe than that, but we can pronounce out some
1: names. I'm sure you'd like to do that again. <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> <laughs> goes very well when I try that. And I tell you, I, I had one of the the Scandinavian players told me that he he found it kind of amusing when I mispronounced his name because it reminded him of uh, the Scandinavian players who would go over to the NHL and get their names butchered by the <laughs> American announcers. Keeping Tradition alive. <laughs> there you go, Chris. We try. There was the, the honor side event there. There's been a lot of discussion of what happened about that on the boards. I think this is more you, Trevor, than I, Kevin. I, I, Kevin. I, I I I I'd to do, I do like Trevor any of
3: this he was at the heart of all of these shenanigans. Prove it. <laughs> all I know is they've got a check with, like, somebody in your family's
1: name on it for a couple thousand dollars. Colson doesn't take checks.
4: Yes. <laughs>
0: we did announce he announced yeah. that in advance. Is, is that why you had try to briefcase? Uh...
1: Don't worry about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, come on, guys.
1: You have to actually say something here. The honor of it was to throw money at things, and money was thrown. <laughs> spider,
4: that's what Trevor so, does best, throw money at things.
1: I did not throw any money. My name was not on anything, <laughs> except the tax return. <laughs> um, I understand. My understanding was that there were a lot of Spider
3: players there trying to win points for the air, and... Um, and wasn't there some kind of offer made to the crane?
1: The Spider and Jigoku players were trying to aim for a tie, if all possible, and then the, the crane's cooperation to get it done, and somehow that fell through. Okay. So,
3: really, the crane are to have their own selves to blame. For I, I, bu- I blame the, the crane.
2: Okay. Is it their fault? And I guess by I blame the crane, you mean I blame, like, the five or six guys that probably were... Well, I I think more accurately,
0: it's like he blames the crane in the same way that he blames the lion for him. Yeah, okay. (laughs) truth is relative. They don't have any relation to what actually happened, but he blames them. Mm. Now, I did notice that there has been some discussion I had seen among crane players asserting that had the second and third place crane players been permitted to combine, that they wanted to combine their donations and that they were not permitted to because the K had already declared what her number was. And had they been permitted to combine them, they would have won. They would not have have won. won Now you disagree with that. I guarantee that.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) If anybody, Colson, somebody has the actual amounts of money that were donated by the various entries, we've Uh, got the total. I think first was like 5,400. Yeah, well the total, it was about 13,000 and then another 12,000 matched by Ornithas employer who was apparently Microsoft because I... M dollar sign. I saw something. (laughs) Yeah, what else could that be? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we um
3: drove all twelve hours up there and all twelve hours back, and I was pretty exhausted afterwards.
0: Did you guys not stay over? No, no, we did. We did.
3: It was still a twelve-hour drive with with
1: people trying to fall asleep at the wheel, try to kill us. Oh yeah, that that had to stop pretty quickly.
0: Not one of you who tried this. Nope. No. Your brother.
3: I, nope. No. Who else? Thomas never got to drive. Uh, swan
0: dive. Okay. Okay. So you guys, other than Kevin losing to Unicorn, anybody actually remember any details of any games? What kind of decks did yeah. you see there? Spider like, decks. The- I saw a <laughs> lot of Fields of I've,
3: Dead.
1: A lot of Udo. He showed up in every deck. No. <laughs> I, I
3: played. Okay. I played three spider decks. Yeah. Really. I mean, there was uh, the first one was goblins. I hit Crossing the Forbidden Sea. And took all of his provinces. Because that's how that works. Uh, the second one was Breeder. Uh, he got a bad flip. He saw an Udo on his second border keep, and I saw some first Whispers and said bye-bye to Udo. Um, and then the game was over. And the the third one was uh, uh, Spider Super Friends, and he had to commit so heavily into taking my provinces that I had a pretty easy time taking his provinces back quicker. So, um, I played against an LSC deck, which, where I got gold's, gold screwed, pretty much. Um, I played against a Magist deck, uh, which Trevor probably doesn't even want me to talk about. Um, in my deck. Uh, and that was pretty one-sided in my favor, sadly. And the my last game was against a, uh, a Magistrate Dishonor deck out of Seven Stinks, which Bomb me out in the last battle. Good job, Ochiai. Yeah. But he died for four. Yeah. Well, it wasn't so much... Well, probably was just Ochi because <laughs> he hit his Toshirambo which made a lot of my, my actions kind of moot, because he had a bunch of, like, token followers on his people. Um, but even if I'd been able to take care of his people, he still had enough battle actions in hand to, to get me down to negative
1: 20.
0: And you remember nothing?
1: I played Sparks and he was playing goblins and I crushed goblins. <laughs> I, I, I really never remember anything. <laughs> what else I I can see the tournament. Uh yeah, I don't really remember most of that day. I was pretty sick. What did, did you end up at four three also? Yeah. Or? I ended
3: up at like twenty seventh place out of eighty, which is on par with my performance two years.
0: All right. So, in short, you both suck and only won four games each. Yep. Don't give me any excuses, Trevor, mister. I concede you still won. You won four games, you won four games, and you barely remember anything and have no interesting stories. This is a scintillating segment.
1: You know my memory doesn't work. <laughs> I don't know where I am. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, the big news right now in Legend of the Five Rings is, of course, that the second mega game, The Empire's Glory. You happy, Brian? I actually n- named the, the, the mega game this time. The second mega game Wait, is that's what it's now called? over. Yes. I thought it was Race Against the Plague. No. <laughs> it was The Plague War, but that was only Kote season. And then it was The Empire's Glory. Okay. It is now ended. We've got a couple people who weren't here for our last podcast where we talked prior to the end about the Mega Game. I imagine that everyone has some additional comments now that it's over. But just to go over the results so that everybody knows what will be happening. The Spider will become a great clan. The Lion will get an Imperial Detachment for the Glory Donation Prize. The Spider will get to Foster and Imperial Heir for the honor donation prize... I really,
3: really wish the people could see the
1: look on Jeffrey's <laughs> face right now. I, I had no part in this. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in glory, the unicorn, crab, dragon, and phoenix achieved costly victory as did the Empire. Everybody else ended in failure except the spider, who were in total failure. Wait show us how it's done. In honor, the lion are in total failure, the mantis, dragon, phoenix, unicorn, and the empire are in costly victory, and everybody else is in normal old failure. So let's start with the oh so exciting people from last segment who weren't here in the last episode. So, what what do you guys think about the mega game uh, since you didn't get to talk about it last time?
2: I mean, I like the whole mega game concept, and I think this one was generally I mean, it was pretty well done. There were a lot of people who were, after the first mega game, just so drained, and it was like holy cow, this has been going on forever, and we put so much effort into this. And then another mega game got announced, and I think everyone at first was thinking, like, really? Holy cow. No chance. And then, I mean, it really it turned out to work pretty well. I think a lot of people have put a lot of effort into it, and it's generally been a pretty good experience. And I thought people mostly seemed excited when they announced the second mega game. <laughs> I know a lot of people who just after the first mega game and how long it went on and the number of donations, maybe that was one of the big things was having to organize Koku donations over and over again or not Koku donations over and over again. Imperial Assembly drives over Imperial and Assembly, over assembly every drives time. every time. a lot of, of banks spent on both of those.
3: Um, honestly, I kind of feel like it's a pretty decent movie that's lasted about half an hour too long. Like, you know <laughs> what, that's, what that's like? You, you've watched a pretty good movie, but it was a little longer than you'd like it
1: to be. No, because it wouldn't be a good movie
0: anyway. I understand the concept, I just don't think that this game didn't feel to me like it went on too long. I mean, or maybe you're referring back to the fact that you kind of got to the end and you had larger and larger chunks of the player base that didn't have anything to play for. Yeah,
3: that's, that's kind, of, kind of kind of what I'm getting at. Like at, Towards the end of this race, like or game, or whatever we're going to call you it. You can call it the it's race. Towards, You'll know what we're
0: talking about. Towards
3: like. the end of the race, um, uh, there were there were very few clans actively engaged. I mean, I, I know the Phoenix was making a really, really big push to get there on our... Up, so they can get back into the uh, costly victory category. But it was really just you know kind of Phoenix and
2: everything was decided. Crane a and, and
3: Spider and everybody else was kind of kind of locked into place. So there wasn't really anything all that exciting going on except for
1: that.
0: Obviously, the the rest of us got to offer all our opinions up last time. The one big thing that's happened different now is just the results are in. You know, I mean, the two results that mattered are now in. I don't know how much people were concerned about some of the other things but you know spider are becoming a great clan which was expected and the spider at the last minute did pull out the air victory I found myself a little sad when the spider pulled out the air because it really made to me made the game go back to right when it started and I and I saw how they laid it out and my thoughts were wow. The spider just have everything to play for, and that the way that the spider's internal contest works is going to skew how the air is. And I guess it's impressive that the crane, despite being in the same position as the normal clans, actually managed to be in the lead for most of that. But at the end of the day, it was, you know, the one clan that really had everything to play for that won the two aspects of this mega game that people really cared about and and, and nobody else really picked up much I mean the, the lion won the glory prize I don't see I haven't seen anybody really care about the glory prize yeah
2: yeah no, that doesn't well, seem like a good I think deal. the thing
0: about the, the glory prize is that it
3: the lion are in failure in glory right yes and I mean so and that means something to them um, if they failed well supposedly i mean it has consequences so to speak um whereas you know the spider were never because of their their whole great clan thing they were and the whole goku aspect they were always going to end up being in in failure because they're always trying to fight that off
0: i think it's it's going to matter that the spider ended up in total fail, failure and glory and that they ended up in failure and honor you know, something is going to happen because of that. But they knew up front, I mean, they are given the option to go after one of those prizes or to be bolster golden. their own survival rate. And, of course, they went after one of those prizes. I mean, I think any of us put in that sort of position would have gone after those prizes. But it also reminded me of something that the nature of prizes, and, and we've talked before about how avoiding bad things can be, uh, a poor way to do a, a prize, but you know, it was also commented to me that just any prize where the prize is really avoiding something bad rather than winning something does not get people as excited that much. And it makes you go back and think about this mega game, and really, for most of the clans, that's what the prize was. Don't fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: and you were just working not to end up in failure.
0: Yeah. And of course, the way that the mega game ended has, unsurprisingly, produced some some squabbling on the boards. You have people from certain clans crowing about how magnificent they crowing. were. Crowing, that's yeah. what you did there. <laughs> sacrificed. <laughs> you, you had the, some crane players complaining because the very final honor points that... Uh, were contributed to the spider's cause for winning the air, were donated by a Phoenix player. Do you guys have any opinions on the some of the chatter that's been going
2: on in the forums about that? I mean, the donating points thing? <clears throat> there were all sorts of people from all sorts of clans throwing points at each of the two sides and realistically, people are only complaining, I think, or making a really big deal out of it because a Phoenix player earned point number 119.
1: Yeah, you get to play Kingmaker. Yeah, you get to play
2: Kingmaker. But I mean, there were, you know, dozens and dozens of other people who earned enough points that it made a difference, but they just earned those points two, three months ago. So we don't go, go to the forums and complain about it then.
4: Right, I mean, Personally, I I just kind of annoyed when the the guy who did get to play Kingmaker gave this explanation, and to me it sort of came down to oh the crane would be kind of boring, which I think is a bad reason to have done it. It, it was his points to do with as he wanted, but I just say I think I just think saying oh the spider having the air is interesting, the crane having the air is boring is a lame reason to have played Kingmaker for the spider.
0: I guess if you accept the premise that the crane would be boring, and the spider would be more interesting. Then I think that's a that's a good reason. This is a contest that everybody has done all sorts of point donations. There were all sorts of people chipping in for the crane and for Spider Jigoku and Spider Great Clan all, all along in this race. And I don't think there's really any foundation to complain. I mean, I understand why that's there, but I, and I also understand why people want to get in on this. You want to affect the story. That's what people play for a lot in L5R. You want to see the story results that that you like happen. There are a lot of people who wanted to go against the Spider-Great Clan faction because they didn't think that that was going to make for a good story. On the other hand, I disagree with the premise that it would have necessarily been boring if the crane had gotten the air. Yeah,
4: right. I mean, That's what I'm saying, is I disagree with the premise that it would have been boring for the crane to have the air. It's one thing to say oh, I like the spider, I want them to have the air, that is a story that appeals to me. It's another thing to say, I'm going to give it to the spider because I think the crane would be boring.
0: Yeah, well, I've seen a lot of people express that opinion, too, including Trevor here.
4: But, Trevor you thinks don't... everything is boring yeah. except for Mantis killing Lion. Well, that's an entirely that's separate issue, then, if you, too
2: much. people just think that one claim winning a story prize is just going to end up boring. Well, I mean, that's a th- different th- I
3: think part of it is because Crane is seen as a faction that's closest to the imperial as a, imperial family. I mean and that's kind of their motivation for wanting to get the heir. but for those of us who you know haven't been in the game for 12 or, or more years, um, I don't think it it fully it it fully realizes that the crane event actually fostered an heir
0: yet. The backstory of the game with uh, the hante dynasty was always you know every emperor has a crane wife and a Crane mother, but when the game launched, you've got an emperor who has was who married to Bayushi Kachiko. Uh, there's never in the, in the active CCG game been a Crane wife. You've had Crane Imperial Advisor, you've had a Crane Emerald Champion, but they really, in the life of the CCG, have not had a tremendous extra lot of connection to the Imperial line. And and you see that on the, on the crane boards. There's there's definitely a chunk of Crane players who lament that there isn't and hasn't been for a while, any sort of high level really visible connection between their clan and the Imperials. You know, they didn't win any of the chosen. They aren't married to anybody. They don't get to foster anybody. Like you said, Kevin, that's one of the reasons why they wanted to to win the air. And I do wish that they had gotten I mean something. The Crane really did you know, bust their humps to try to win the air, and ended up getting nothing out of it. The spider were getting the biggest prize of the mega game, anyway, it in becoming product. a great clan. It. So I, I do wish, you know, I, I wish that the the two really de, the two desirable prizes from this mega game had been split up between different clans. I mean,
3: so but what I'm trying to say is that despite the um, the reality, which is that the crane haven't gotten that 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 influence that they, they're supposed to have the perception is that, that that the Crane having the air is kind of status quo.
4: Also, it's interesting to me that, talking about the Emerald Champion, the last time we had a Crane Emerald Champion, that Emerald Champion tournament, a whole bunch of people went playing Crane because they want, They thought it would be right for the Crane to be the Emerald Champion, whereas the our current Emerald Champion, the Crane lost because people were like, that's boring, we don't need any more Crane. So it's interesting to me that somewhere in there we've had to transition from the crane should be in these positions to that's boring, the crane shouldn't be in these positions. Well, that was that that tournament
0: literally ended up with you had a crane player versus the scorpion player, and the crane player conceded because yeah. yeah. they thought that the scorpion would be more interesting. Which, granted, the, the Jimin versus Noritoshi has produced a pretty good story, although it's really about time for that to end. One of the number of <laughs> sort of hanging plots that could yeah that stand to wrap up ta-
4: talking about movies that are too long that one's at about hour fifteen I think no way <laughs> I mean I, I think Lord of the Rings <laughs> the extended cut super ultra edition ended first
0: yeah well that's okay I mean we're you got a couple of those I think just because there's so much going on and you need to preface it and then they're you know whenever they're all gonna wrap all this mega game stuff up it'll get wrapped up like Chassay you have a Fiction Shasai shows up and starts burninating, and then a month later there's another fiction about Shasai burninating. So he's, he's, he's going around trashing Lands. We don't really know what, what exactly is. Well, burninating the side.
4: Yeah. Well, <laughs> well just, so who would notice?
2: Uh, he just burns a few Dragon so Lands? got trashed the other year anyway. So here's a question then if presumably some other mega game is going to come along in the future, because in general these have been pretty successful affairs. What exactly is going to happen to, I mean, is it ever going to be promoted again that Crane is in all these positions we assume they're in, and Lion is on all these positions we assume they're in, and so on? Or is it the grave? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sure. But, I mean, realistically, like it's coming up, people are expecting, you know, a Crane wife all the time. Are we ever going to be in a situation where the story team just says, okay, crane wife here now, or is it always going to be in a mega game where someone can say, well, I think you should have a spider wife.
4: Well, I think it's gotten to the point where, unless there's a significant time jump, like a couple hundred years, where the the story team does have to go in and go, okay, we're picking for this emperor, it was this wife, and this emperor, this wife, and this and so on. Without that, I think that they will continue to give those types of things the the wife of the emperor, the who gets to foster the child, those will be story prizes, and so it'll just be who wins a tournament. Well, that's... So, it's not impossible to have a crane, but it's not... Again, if, if the attitude that I'm, I'm talking about stays around of, oh, the crane being the imperial husband being would be boring, I don't think you would see that very often, that it would take a seriously dedicated crane player to earn that position if there's significant opposition. Well, I don't know. I
0: that may even work the other way around if, if there's a time jump, is the time jump may be an opportunity to just open all that stuff up to again. Change all the Without a time yeah. jump, I everything just got locked, locked hell, in. Yeah. I I guess it has been several years now since the or a couple years now since the end of the race. I suppose they could be in a position where they could start killing off chosen. Boy, except yeah, Satsu, you can't kill Satsu. Kill <laughs> the empress. I'm cool. No, <laughs> again with the killing the empress
1: people. You know, everybody yeah. dies. I, I didn't say death by zombie or something outrageous. Trevor is going to have a visit from the imperial guard.
0: You know what? Oh, apparently, the imperial guard not that effective. Did you guys read the second part of the Dead of Winter? Apparently, Satsu is effective. Oh, Satsu's is effective. Yeah, but a group of twenty Kalamites or whatever the Kalima assassins are called. This. Snuck into Winter Court and started killing people. Oh really? Yeah. I they can, like, they apparently it. need better weapons checks at the uh
2: apparently just random Sohei, who nobody knows. I can understand can just like walk into Winter Court. I can understand one or two people sneaking in, but like twenty people snuck in.
1: I flashed well, back they, to the Indiana Jones, with the guy's just yelling, "Callie, Mom, ripping the guy's heart out.
0: I believe <laughs> uh, someone commented so that that, <laughs> that was the only thing that was missing was someone holding up a beating heart.
4: Somehow they got through the full body detectors. No one really knows how. Well, they did. They did set up
0: in advance. The Where was Winter Court supposed to be Scorpion uh, Land? No, Winter Court this year was in the city. In the Imperial, Imperial, city. Imperial City, it was. It was the Imperial Palace. Oh wow! That they. Well, they they had set up this thing before months ago, where if a follower of Fulang or Jigoku willingly sacrificed their life's blood, then that could turn off the taint detectors <laughs> in the Imperial Wards. Gotta, gotta turn off the sprinkler system. Uh,
4: but well, it, that seems like a bad flaw to me. It yeah, so, so, seems someone, like you should put the shield generator inside the shield itself. It, it sounds
3: more like, hey, Gaku, here, yeah, go. No, bite like,
0: through this wire and short out the generator.
4: <laughs> well, it, it, It's the sort of thing, it's, it's a
0: storytelling thing. You, you have to sit there and decide, for storytelling purposes, do I really want to have this absolutely invulnerable area in my story, or do we actually want to be able to do stuff like this? Because if you really make it truly invulnerable, then you could never tell your assassination plot. And the Imperial Awards have always been vulnerable. Anytime that the whatever the story team was at the time wanted somebody <laughs> to be able to get in, the they've been able to down. get in. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's how it goes. But what, what do you guys hope to see out of these mega game results now that we have them. I think the main thing I want to see is for there to be a difference between the different categories of I, failure. Do not let failure and costly victory just to get mushed I together. I so want to see matter. people suffer.
3: <laughs> I want anybody who got failure, particularly total failure, I want them to suffer. Hardcore. Like like getting beat
0: up by a
1: biker gang suffer. Is that conveniently because you squeak by in both categories <laughs> yes. by the smallest of margins? Uh, possibly, yes.
0: Yeah, it is interesting. You've got the, the northern trifecta of clans, Unicorn, Dragon, Phoenix, were the only two that managed to end up in costly victory in both categories. I blame all those Shranteer Tomos. Yeah, I found that's interesting. Trevor's referring to the general opinion, probably accurate, amongst the Mantis player base that their targets were a bit inflated because there were a lot of people who had gotten Imperial Assembly memberships from Mantis in order to get copies of the Shrine to Yoritomo card, or to get whatever the Mantis Temptation was going to be, and that inflated the numbers that they were using to base the percentages on. It's kind of interesting, though, in that nobody ever complained (laughs) during the race for the throne that their clan was smaller and therefore they screwed. Or not really. There was not really widespread complaining. Mantis was just as small a player base during the race. It yeah. didn't stop him from winning the Imperial Treasurer. But once they tried to adjust for it, then people started complaining that the adjustment wasn't sufficient. It's almost like, why bother adjusting in the first place if people are just going to complain that the adjustment is appropriate? Just, just don't bother adjusting. Now, now there's the whole
1: failure category before. There was no penalty for not getting for not
0: getting something. You yeah. just get nothing? And now you get punished. It's all good. Yes, there are going to be some destroyers killing Mantis, but the largely plague unscathed. I hate zombies, so I guess it's fine by me. Yes, I but, but now, now tell me
1: though, if you hate zombies and you hate lion, who you got in that we, fight? We actually had this conversation earlier. uh, I hate zombies and I hate lion, but so uh, I love zombies kill them lion. <laughs> the cancer
4: <threat laughs> is the phoenix swoop in and kill the both.
1: Zombies are just hungry for brains. You got to crack open two, three, maybe four. <laughs> <lions>. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: Um, uh. Making friends. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, How to win friends friends and influence people. Give them money, and then tell them to shut the hell
2: up. I'm hoping to... I mean, I kind of want to see how all of these little... how the stories resolve between this mega game and the last one. Where... I mean... we, We went into huge detail about this, but the spider got eliminated, or kind of eliminated in the last race. They got kicked out. And this race says they're going to become a major clan and buster in Imperial Air. Yes. Yes. Good luck, story team. Well, the...
0: <laughs> I don't I don't know how much that even matters. I mean, the Spider were what they were, regardless of whether or not the empo- em- Empress mm-hmm. officially cast them out. Yeah,
3: in but- the whole cast-out thing hasn't really been too salient. It
2: wasn't like much of
3: anything.
0: Yeah. What is kind of interesting though, for as much as I think that there are problems that get generated by the prize that the spider got, and as much as they did have one really big, huge prize to go for in this mega game, it also doesn't feel like they got the sort of payoff that was expected for whatever clan got eliminated, eliminated yeah. in the yeah. race. They did have something distinctive, so it's not like the promise of a special story wasn't fulfilled at all. It was just that you you thought it was going to be clan. something much more distinctive and, and much more involved a, a, as the course of it. Although and that may be the case for the Mega Game as a whole. Uh, Barsweeney had pointed out that there had been this thing back at the start of the Mega Game, before the Mega Game, about 15 challenges that were going to be faced and I think I, those just got dropped too. Yeah. But it been one 15 of the, months.
4: One of yeah. them was coming up with 15 challenges. Apparently, we failed that one. It's a lot of challenges. I
1: don't
0: know. Weren't there 15 weeks on the map? It was a little weird, and that it also didn't require any effort to obtain points. But I, thinking back after our last episode, I did like the map game segment. And out of all the parts of the race, the map actually kept everyone. Involved. And, I mean, all the clans had a lot of chatter yeah. about what was going to go on with that, and then as soon as that went away, the the, really the level, yeah, the level got a lot more quiet. And then once you had Gen Con, I think is really a turning point because once you once you pass Gen Con, a lot of the clans are they're not quite solidified, but they're there. relatively entrenched. There's only the one big point fest left at Worlds. at Worlds after that, and so if you're not independently wealthy, or in, in Europe, you you you're left with jewel events. If that, but I did like the map. It would be interesting to see something like that
2: come up again as a, as a way the to clans keep people involved. have to work together. I
0: think that just was just a good clans
4: are interacting in some fashion. There was something
0: for everyone to do. There was something for all the clans to come on and talk about and get excited about, get a little overly worked up about sometimes. Oh, I get Uh, very excited.
1: There's no wash a burn option.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The spider could give points to Jogoku, and of course, of course, they did. And as we mentioned before, that was actually the tipping point. The map game, where it was basically just a community vote, is probably what saved the spider's great clan status. I'm
1: pretty sure it is.
0: Uh, Yeah. So, that's long enough for a second segment talking about the Mega Game. We'll be back with some New Year's resolutions. Alright, New Year's resolution time. It is a new year. Each of us is going to make some sort of Legend of the Five Rings-related resolution for ourselves. And then... We're going to make resolutions for other people as well. Justin,
2: you go first. Okay. I think my resolution for the new year is going to be to actually change my decks and test stuff before all this Kote season happens. Because I've pretty much been playing almost exactly the same deck for like three months now. And devoting my time to about three or four other video games. And I basically haven't tinkered with stuff almost at all. So before Arcote comes in, for sure, I'm going to try to actually playtest out some different stuff, change things up a little bit every week, and hopefully have something semi-playable by then. But no, I just want to actually participate in the whole deck-building and tinkering process, which I haven't for so long, because instead I've been playing Civilization.
0: Now you have to make resolutions for other people.
2: For everyone?
4: Story and design. Oh, wow.
2: Yes,
0: that, that was the whole conceit. We talked about this before we did the segment. That's why you go first, because I forgot that too. Each <laughs> of us is, and then we're going to make some obnoxious thing about what we want to see for in God, the story and what we want attention. to see in the card Edition. games.
2: Wow. Let's go around and do our own resolutions. Okay,
0: let's do everybody's resolution for themselves.
2: You the bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm going to play something other than mantis for a while. There, next. (laughs)
4: Uh, my my resolution for myself is I'm gonna stop playing silly decks. For too long, I've put played like enlightenment or rattling or something just silly. So I'm gonna play a good solid deck at at least one cote this year.
3: Like spider honor.
4: Yes. (laughs) No, but not
0: the Atlanta cote on February 26th because we're all running that. But we'll talk about that later. (laughs) I'm not running that. I oh, yeah. yeah, are. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drafted. No, no, you, you and Trevor.
3: I resolved to play a ninja deck at a tournament to show the Scorpion players how it's done. There, I said it.
0: Wow, Kevin, how, how noble of you go, go on, to, to really think, reach in deep and think of some way you could improve yourself. As a as a human being, yeah, doing a public service. Come
4: on, Kevin. Did you learn from Brian's experiment of playing a what was it seven and O dishonor deck last Cote season? The, the Scorpion players aren't going to pay attention. Shut up.
3: <laughs> kind of like the Scorpion Ninja deck. I heard
0: no. Ah!
4: He said it. He it. <laughs> okay. Heretic, burn him.
0: Done. I resolve that whenever the fiction or fictions come out where. Despite it becoming a great clan, I will not hyperventilate and hate the fiction before I have even started it. I will instead attempt to to actually read it and then make a judgment after the fact. But but no promises. I no. cannot
2: wait to see you try. A judgment to hate <laughs>
0: after the fact.
2: <laughs> okay, Justin. Everyone else did their resolutions real fast. I got to say Okay, so I need to come up with something for the story team and design team, huh? Yeah, something about yeah, something about the story, something about the card game. What do I want to see in the story? Or what do they need to do in the story? There, there really need to be more awesome monk fights. Does yeah. that count as a resolution? Yes, it could be like, I resolve that the story team
0: should write more awesome <laughs> monk
2: fights. That would be great, because... I can resolve for somebody else. I'm not sure. This... <laughs> that, that was the whole point, how we're being all
0: conceded and yes.
2: There there haven't been nearly enough of spider monks and dragon monks flying around in the air on wires, knocking each other down. Yes, I think that happened once. Yeah, there should be more of that.
1: I, I resolved to get Aymari some story time.
2: <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I don't know which one I think is harder. The Aymari story time where Chris not going completely psycho. I
0: think the Ayamari uh, story time is harder, especially since what he's saying is, I resolved that the story team should write something about Ayamari, and, that's not...
4: <laughs> he's a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, that's why he doesn't do any story time. Oh, you could resolve mm-hmm. that they could write a
0: fiction where Gaku's a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> I said Ayamari, I one at a time. <laughs> Jay...
4: I mean, I think the story team needs to write a story where Asako Berry just does research for, like, the entire story. And, like, seven people try to get his attention, but he doesn't pay- realize it. That would be the story that I want to see. Yeah, some dude on fire rushes up to him, and he just flashwaters on him out of
3: hand.
0: <laughs> okay, Kevin.
3: I resolve to wrap up the Legion of 2000 story. The one with Tamago and Udagawa and all the Ronins and Kuronada, yeah, that 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 needs some kind of like closure.
0: Well, I imagine that there are a variety of that needs closer resolutions that could be made, but instead, I resolve that the story team should make it matter that the Empress was a Katsuki.
2: <laughs> Okay, what's your resolution for the card game itself? Uh, it keeps coming around too fast. Hold on, <laughs> let me think.
0: Should we, do we, we splice you... in some Jeopardy music yeah,
2: here? Yeah. What do I want to see do more do on in the do game? Do um, do. No, no, splice do. in. <laughs> this is not splicing. This is terrible singing.
1: Splice in my ears,
2: Um I want to see... I don't know.
0: You know, speaking of terrible singing, I still think we should have done the Gen Con Carol. You guys are That's <laughs> no charms.
3: Sorry, dude. Don't look at me.
2: <laughs> I I didn't want the Carol either. Sorry. No, no one but me <laughs> wanted
0: to do the Gen Con Carol.
2: I what I'd really like to see, if possible, from the design team, is more ways for other clans to actually use spells because like, those are ours.
4: Toasties. Yeah, no one else gets Toasties. them. Yes.
2: Because every other clan, you ones. can throw in some followers, every clan has some way to throw in weapons, but if you're not Phoenix and you're playing spells, you've got to feel like you're kind of doing it wrong.
1: Because you are.
3: Exactly.
2: There's, there's a handful of those, but yeah. Yes, the ones they, they that do things in
1: the action phase. I'm going to have it. can you theme for one of the clans, I don't care which one, I'll sell out <laughs> in the heartbeat. Correction. A non-Lion
0: Kenku. There you go. That would be, there you go. Lion Clan Kenku Ninja. That's <gasps> still a tell. You know. Jay?
4: Well, they, they do have the new base set coming up in less than a year, and that is the time that you traditionally add or remove factions. So, Routlings come back!
1: Only for Mousetrap.
3: I would admit that Kuan is
0: broken. Period. <laughs> <laughs> So your resolution is for them to ban Kuan? Yeah. Kuan is, in fact, trading wheels. <laughs> wow. Well, I thought he was going to resolve that they remove the dishonor victory condition or something. I'm going to ask for something more realistic. Okay, I guess mine is too. You keep running sneak attack effects. Print a better version of Reinforce the Gates so that people don't feel bad actually playing with it. I feel bad when they play it. <laughs> okay, I asked each of you to make a resolution for yourself, but of course, you suck. <laughs> and you made terrible resolutions for yourself, so I'm just going to tell you instead what your resolutions are going to be. Justin, we do most of the podcasting episodes in your house, uh, around this table, with the old chairs. Get better chairs. This thing is not comfortable. I want a recliner. <laughs> well, it really isn't comfortable, I suppose. A, okay, recliner. Trevor, you like furries. No. Admit it. <laughs> your favorite L5R card is a furry. It has a feather. Probably more than one. The- Chris, yeah. it's not furry, Furries. it's feathery. You, feathery. you, Jay, on the other hand, need to stop being so into the furry. The rattlings are dead. They're gone. They're not coming back. Go, Go home, cry it out, and move on. <laughs> Kevin, you need to get over your hatred of the scorpion and just admit that you really just want to beat the... Oh, crap. He already admitted that. You've completely ruined my... Oh, no, we got one for you. For you.
1: I resolved to pull your plug. You're done.
0: Kote <laughs> season is almost upon us, and the first Kote weekend is February 26th. And we're having a Kote. And we're having a Cote. What? A Kote.
4: Oh, what? Apparently yeah, it's a possessed Cote.
0: <laughs> stop that, okay.
1: Wrestlemania? Or uh, we,
0: we are having a Cote. All of the tournament staff at the Atlanta Cote on February 26th will be Strange Assembly members. They're all the other Strange Assembly podcasters playing in the, the tournament. Uh, we will be having the Cote at the Tower Games, which is on the northeastern side of the city. If you Google for it, they'll show up. Of course, we have a thread in the events, the 2011 Cote section of the events forum of the AEG boards, and you can see more about it on our forums. Show up on time. The first round starts at 11. Be there earlier than that for registration.
1: We have punch and pie.
0: No, we have pizza pie, but I don't think we're going to have punch. Probably just soda. Damn. Part of your entry fee gets you lunch. Another way to help Keep the cote running smoothly. Nobody has to go out and look for
2: lunch, or you know, sit around and, and starve all day. But if you do, or, this cote location is actually a whole lot closer to the city and other stuff than the Atlanta been in
3: past years. Several restaurants right next to our the store we're doing it at, so should not be a problem.
0: Okay, if you don't like pizza, you don't have and you to pay eat. Paid for it. nothing apparently. But, so. yeah. <laughs> But, yes, we can bring in a large amount of pizza for everyone, so that will probably be what the lunch is. That's it. February 26th, Atlanta. We will see you there. You can say to us in person all those nasty things you wanted to say about our annoying voices and how I talk too much and all that. It'll be a blast. This is the Strange Assembly News Desk for January 11, 2011. The Coté schedule and locations have now been posted on L5R.com. The Coté season kicks off with Coté in Chicago and Atlanta on February 26th. The Empire's Glory Mega Game has concluded. The Empire achieved costly victory in both glory and honor. The Crab achieved costly victory in glory, but failed in honor. The crane failed in both categories. The dragon obtained costly victory in both categories. The lion failed in glory, achieved total failure in honor, and won the glory donation contest. The mantis ended in failure in glory, but in costly victory in honor. The phoenix ended in costly victory in both categories. The scorpion failed in both categories. Spider clan Ended in total failure and glory, ended in failure and honor, but won the honor donation contest and will become a great clan. The Unicorn, meanwhile, achieved costly victory in both categories. The December Games Honor Contest was won by Third Party Observer, who gave points to the Empire on behalf of the Spider. The Topaz Championships were won by Dan Jacobson with Crab, who donated his points to the Empire. At the Topaz Honor Contest, which was a charity drive for a food bank, Stephanie Dane of the Spider won first place and donated her points to the Empire. Giovanni Avillas of the Crane got second place and donated points to the Empire. Jeff Velade of the Crane got third and donated points to the Empire. Andrew Ornatov got fourth and donated points to Jigoku on behalf of the Spider. As always, feel free to let us know if I've mispronounced your name. In recent fictions, Scenes from the Empire Part 15, published on December 26, 2010, by Sean Carmen, Brian Yoon, and Nancy Sauer, saw one scene with Tsuruchi Sanjo, Matsu Kasei, Kikita Izuki, and Ikoma Akiyama, in which Kasei spun a tale of the death of the valiant Hida Tatsuma. In the second scene, Daigatsu Takuyasa, Spider Clan infiltrator, faced Suzumi Sudomu in a duel with unknown results. Finally, Shishiro Jimin named Daigatsu Shimreki and Urawashi, making the spider an offer he couldn't refuse. In The Dead of Winter, Part 1, by Sean Carmen, published on January 1, 2011, Moto Hote discovered the bodies of several murdered Sohei and their stolen clothing. Kunikatoru discovered an exsanguinated Gaijin corpse, and both men reported these misdeeds to an unknown superior. Asako Berry discovered that Agasha Mamoro has reached out to the Mantis in the Ivory Kingdoms, and Hida Benjiro and Itaku Yupan verbally spar over how to best counterattack the destroyers. Then... On January 7, 2011, the follow-up, Dead of Winter Part 2 by Sean Carmen was published. The unknown superior is revealed as Bayushi Norichai, who discloses to Sepuna Atoru and Shiba Aruna that the Imperial Palace's wards have been breached. They speak with Tsuruchi Sanjo and Katsuki Yodo before heading to the throne room. Winter Court was in full session, but before Bayushi Hisoka could clear the room, Kalima's assassins struck. Okoto Kuragane, Ikoma Tobukuma, Bayushi Hirose, and Daigatsu Gasang moved to defend their charges. Iweko Satai and Daigatsu Susumu fell upon the attackers, although the former was rather more effective than the latter. Then, the voice of the Empress, Tagashi Satsu, struck like a hurricane, and the remainder of the assassins were defeated. Although the Empress had survived, Jishiro Jimin decreed that Winter Court was cancelled. Elsewhere, Agasha Mamaru learned how to communicate with the Ivory Kingdoms, reaching Moshi Kinyo. In other news, the segment that you'll hear next is the first Strange Assembly Skype interview. It's with Todd Rowland about the upcoming AEG game Nightfall. I'd love it if you would let us know how you think that interview went, and we can plan on how many future Skype interviews to do. Also in other news, on January 4th, 2011, Ohio State defeated Arkansas 31-26 in the Sugar Bowl. That's it for the Strange Assembly News Desk for January 11th, 2011. This is Chris Stevenson of Strange Assembly. I'm here today with Todd Rowland of Alderac Entertainment Group to talk about the company's upcoming game, Nightfall. How are you doing, Todd? I'm doing quite well. Hello, everybody. Now, Nightfall, as I understand it, is a a deck-building game featuring ghouls and vampires and werewolves. Why don't you Tell us a, a little bit about it up front.
5: Sure. Um, yeah. Now you kind of hit it on the head. Nightfall is uh, it is a deck building game. It is uh, set in a world of um, sort of eternal night. Um, for whatever reason, the sun no longer shines on the earth, and uh, all the monsters that uh, you know went bump in the night have decided to kind of come out in the open and just try to take over the world for their own. Um, it is a uh, rather violent setting uh there's not a terrible amount of subtlety or politics or anything else involved you've got uh vampires trying to beat up werewolves right in the middle of Times square and um you know things of that nature the national guard moving out to try to fight them and uh things like that and and to the deck building side of it uh you know we had um we've had great success with thunderstone uh thunderstone has really been just a a runaway hit for us um but the one thing we were looking at when we were uh, analyzing the deck-building market, the the growing deck-building market, was that uh, there wasn't a great deal of direct head-to-head player uh, interaction, you know, PvP style. It was mostly uh, you um, and some bunch of other people putting together decks that, in the case of Thunderstone, would run against um, the, the monsters, or in the case of some other games, would basically just run a system. Um, so what we wanted to do uh, was to try to make something that made uh, direct player interaction the focal point rather than an add on to the game.
0: Yeah, I know that one of our cast members, Trevor, has avoided deck building games like The Plague because he feels that a lot of them are, are multiplayer solitaire. So it sounds like this might uh, address his concern.
5: We're, we're hoping so, yeah. And, and, you know, that moniker's not at all. Um, Inapplicable. Uh, it can even be applicable to Thunderstone um, at times, uh, but again, that is a that is a type of game that definitely uh, attracts a, a good deal of customers who do enjoy that. And so now we're hoping to uh, pull some of them along and possibly reach out to another demographic that uh, you know you know enjoys CCGs and enjoys the idea of trying to tune a deck to um, go directly you know after. Uh, the other player at the same time, and of course, Nightfall supports up to five players out of the base. So you, uh, and it is, you know, we have arguments. You know, some people really enjoy the two-player version. Um, I really enjoy getting a lot of players going, but that's just because I like to see a lot of effects going off at once. But um, it, it's really good either way.
0: Now you mentioned effects. I've seen some of the preview cards on the Nightfall Facebook page, and I've, I've noticed effects listed as chain, as in play, as kicker. Can you say anything about what those terms on the cards mean?
5: Sure. Uh, the basic concept of the game, the basic uh, mechanic concept of the game is what we call chaining. Uh, if you notice, if you've seen on the previews of the cards, in the upper left corner, uh, there's some little moon symbols, and there's six different colors, and in most cases, the moon will have, uh, there'll be a large moon that, uh, let's say, that it's, it's red, so that's a, a quote-unquote red card. Um, following it will be uh, two other moons, um, say, for instance, a blue one and, and a green one. Uh, when you play your, your card there, the next card you can play can either be that green or blue. So you could play a green or a blue, and then following that, you can play another one. Uh, when you, as the active player, have decided to stop, the next player to your left can pick up where you left off. So if at the end of yours you left, uh, say, a white and a yellow, they could drop a white or a yellow and keep it going. Um, it then proceeds all the way around the table. Uh, you do not get another shot at it as active player. Uh, the player to your right will be the last one to add on to it. But then starting with that player and in a sort of a, a last in first out thing, the effects begin to resolve. Um So there's an interesting strategy in that you get to play first, but your effect isn't going to go off until the end. Um, Chain basically means as the card is resolving, as you're working your way backwards through the chain, when it's that card's turn to resolve, a chain effect goes off. Um, If it's on an action card, uh, it just goes off, has the effect, and then is discarded. If it's a minion, uh, the effect goes off, and then the minion comes into play in front of you. Um, that's where, as you saw some other effects, say in play. If a minion is, is actively in play, uh, its in play effect goes off. Generally, those are more uh, static effects. Uh, there's, there's not really, like, I'm in play, so I'm going to cause this to happen at any particular time. It's just an always-on sort of thing. Um, and then uh, kickers are um, another interesting part of the game where you have a, a color down at the bottom beside your kicker text, and if the card in the chain before this one matches that kicker color. So if your kicker is red and you to this card to a red card, you'll get your kicker effect, which is just another bonus effect, um, usually more powerful than your base chain effects. But oftentimes um, some kickers intentionally fall sort of in the weird category. Uh, they'll mess with the game in some strange ways, like making the making the next card's effect go off twice or something like that. Um, so those are those basic terms in, in the game.
0: Okay, well that sounded like one of the two, I guess, phases of the game. And I imagine that as a deck-building game, there's one mechanic for getting cards into your deck, and then the combat is what you do with them after you're in the deck is there anything you can tell us about how you go about adding car- setting up the game and then adding cards into your deck as the game goes on?
5: Yeah, absolutely. I can go ahead and tell you about that. I've talked a little bit about it online, but maybe I can give a, a more clear uh, example of it. And Just so that everybody who's wondering uh, might want to know, the, uh, the rulebook will go online uh, in February, but we have decided to hold off on putting out the rulebook until the first winners in our first 100 days contest get theirs in their hands, so they do get a little bit of a exciting heads up uh, before everyone else. But the basic idea behind this one was to try to simulate a booster draft type situation um, where you take uh, one copy of every card, uh, which are uh, we have a separate deck of draft cards with a different back so that you can just more quickly do this and get the game set up and you don't have to sort out the cards in between every time. But um, you deal out four cards to every player, and then you, um, and then each player takes those four cards in their hands. They look at, uh, they look at them. They choose one and they put it uh, face down in front of them. They pass the other three to the left. Uh, they then pick a second card out of those three and put it face down in front of them. Uh, they pass the next two uh, to the left. Out of those two remaining cards, the player who has them picks one card to go to what we call the commons, which means this this card type is going to be available for every player, and then they get to. Then the other card, the final card, is removed from the game. So um, there's a bit of, you know, there's a strategic choice there too, because you may want to specifically remove one card from the game, or you may want to use that to put a card in the middle that you're going to benefit from. Um, But of course, in the commons, anybody can buy them. Well, then, after that's done, everybody reveals their cards and you get your stacks. So if I took uh, the card. Uh, let's say I took Vampire A and Werewolf B, and that's not their names, but I figure that's the easiest way to describe it here. Um, if I took them, I get all the copies of their cards. And then you get all the copies of the cards you had. Player three gets all the copies of the cards he had. Then we reveal the commons and put out all those in the middle of the table. And, we may, and then we deal from the draft deck enough cards to the commons to make sure that there's eight specific cards out in the commons available to everybody. Um, that is how you have created your your decks. You know what you're going to be playing. Now the way you buy cards during the game is uh, one step in the turn is what we call the claim step. And during that step, uh, you use what we call influence to buy cards. And every card has an influence cost. Uh, it may cost three influence, two influence, whatever. Um, the way you have influence is every turn, every when you're the active player and it is your claim step. Uh, you can discard any card in your hand to your discard pile for one influence. So if a card costs two, I discard two cards from my hand, I take a copy of that card and put it in the discard with them so that it'll come up the next time that I'm shuffling my deck. Um, you Also, to encourage deck building, one thing we noticed in a lot of deck building games is that that when you reach a certain midpoint, nobody really wants to purchase anything new uh, because performing an action or doing something like that is, is more beneficial than actually buying any more cards. So the whole idea of deck building kind of falls out of the deck building game halfway through. So what we've done is, on every turn when you're the active player and it's your claim step, you have what we call a, a two-floating influence, which means you just have two free influence to spend on anything without discarding any cards. Um, so early in the game, you can much more quickly get more cards, because if you chose not to play anything on your turn, you just discard all five cards that are in your hand, and your two floating influence give you uh, up to seven influence to spend right away. So you could get quite a few cards, you could get one powerful card, Uh, you could go different ways with it.
0: Yeah, You mentioned the the stage of a deck-building game where you you go to not buying cards, I I found it interesting on Board Game Geek. I believe one of your posts mentioned something about the wounds mechanic where you would put wound cards into other players' decks but would actually improve those decks, and I wondered if that was an intentional symmetry with how victory point cards work in uh, some other deck-building games like Dominion or or Thunderstone with the uh, the monsters as the victory point cards, where they go into your own deck and then
5: kind of slow your deck down. Right, these are sort of um, they're sort of like uh, anti victory points, right? Um, the person who has the least wounds in their deck is going to be the winner. So you want to make sure that your opponent's deck is filling up with more wounds uh, than yours is. Uh, so whenever your monsters get through and damage the opponent or whenever you do direct effects to damage them, they take on wound cards if they assuming they can't do anything about the damage coming at them. Um, when you put those wound cards in your deck, uh, in the base set, each wound has a has text on it that um, once per turn, at the end of your turn, uh, when you draw um, your next hand, you can discard, any wounds that are in your hand to draw an additional card. So if I draw um, a hand and I get four cards plus one wound, I can discard that wound to draw two more cards. So I go from a hand of five to a hand of six. Now I can only do that once on my turn. So if I discard that wound and then I draw two more cards and one of those happens to be another wound, then I'm just stuck with it. So the wound's, in effect, will speed you up and get you more card options in the early to mid game. But they do become a bit of a problem in the later game if you're taking on quite a few because you're going to become a bit clogged once you've done your card cycle and you draw into more. And that's why we found that when people tried to do – in our early playtest, one of the things we saw as a possibility was that people would you know, purchase, say, anywhere from 5 to 10 cards and then just try to run that as their whole deck, you know? I'm just going to draw these five over and over and over every turn. Well, inherently in the combat in this game, that's going to get you destroyed. Yeah, uh, You need more than that. But also the wounds clogging you up, even though they make you more powerful early on, eventually they become a drawback where you're going to need the ratios of actual cards you have compared to wounds to be better. So you're going to need to keep purchasing, and that's another reason... Uh, while we allow the the floating influence that I was talking about, because it it makes it easier in later game to go ahead and grab an extra copy of a card, uh, because you may catch on to a tactic that another opponent is playing, and you want to go ahead and grab a few cards out of the commons mid to late game to try to stifle that before the game's over.
0: You talked a little bit earlier, Todd, about the flavor of the game, and there are... Ghouls and werewolves and vampires. When you're drafting or building your deck, do decks tend to fall into those factions, or do they have all the different supernatural beasties in them?
5: They they tend to have all the different uh, supernatural beasties. The game is not uh, really faction based. Um, the the conceit being that that you are uh, some sort of uh, overlord of the night, who's who's you know manipulating all. the the various things to your own maniacal ends. And um, so you may have a deck that has both werewolves and vampires. Uh, You could also end up with uh, hunters who are, you know, the humans fighting back um, and as well as ghouls. Um, So you're going to end up with a mix. Now, we're already at work on uh, future expansions. We've already got two expansions planned uh, for later in this year. And those expansions do explore keywords a little more. So trying to draft into more vampires than anything else or more hunters than anything else can be beneficial if you draft cards that are better with certain keywords or some cards that are... Uh, well, I'll put it this way. if We if we have in playtest a card right now called Stake, So you can probably imagine <laughs> what keyword is bad with Steak. So...
0: I can't imagine, and actually this is a bit of a narrow question, but one of our regular listeners on the Strange Assembly podcast asked about this on the forums at strangeassembly.com, and he was wondering why, given the popularity of zombies these days, Nightfall featured ghouls instead of zombies.
5: Um, You know, it it was funny. We actually um, picked that word for that very reason. Um, We wanted to take a word uh, that would sort of separate um, us from the pack a little bit, but still imply uh, the same general monster. Um, One of our ghouls, um, in fact, a a promo card um, ghoul that we'll have, is actually called the zombie horde. Um, So the ghouls fall into that range of, uh, you know, sentient ghoul that was made by a vampire all the way down to your traditional stumbling around the gas station trying to eat people type ghoul. Um, at the beginning of the setting, ghouls are not terribly prevalent, um, but as the the setting develops and, and the little meta story that we have behind it goes on, they're going to become a, a larger problem for everyone involved.
0: Now Todd, in addition to the competitive within the game aspect of, of Nightfall, I know I've also seen... Some information about Nightfall tournaments being run at, at Gen Con. What plans does AEG have to support Nightfall as a, as a competitive tournament game?
5: Well, that's definitely one of our goals. Now, you know, obviously Nightfall is not a CCG, and it won't have necessarily the robust tournament season that, uh, say, L5R would have with the Kotai, right? Um, it's just not the same kind of product. But um, we do intend to have uh, tournaments at events. Uh, we're going to primarily try and focus our support for that at uh, conventions more so than uh, uh, directly at a retail level. Uh, we, will have some, we will have definitely have nightfall support at the retail level, uh, but um, our tournament focus will mainly be on larger scenes. So, for instance, at Gen Con, we are, our thought process right now is that we will have a, a large tournament, uh, tables of four, um, when, the, when your game of four uh, concludes, the top two players will move on uh, to be paired against uh, two from another table, and it'll continue that way. Um, we already have some uh, interesting ideas of, of what we're going to offer the winners. Um, we are, we've always had a history of trying to include our players in what's going on in the game, and our ideas for the, the nightfall tournaments definitely doesn't deviate from that too much. The interactive storyline deck-building game? Uh, not exactly interactive <laughs> storyline. We're we're think about cameos. That's a better way to think of it. Ah. Okay. Now you Have you always wanted to be a vampire? Well, guess what.
0: <laughs> you mentioned earlier Thunderstone, which is another deck-building game that AEG produces and that I think has had a good deal of retail success. What lessons has AEG learned from producing Thunderstone that has been incorporated into this second deck building with a purpose game?
5: Well, um, a lot of different things. Uh, we've learned a lot from the way we marketed Thunderstone. Uh, we learned a lot from the way we launched it. Um, you know, Nightfall has a much heavier uh, launch going on with a lot of sampling. Um, we are sending out a bunch of preview copies in many different ways uh, to many different people at different levels of the game industry uh, from customers to retailers to distributors all the way around um, and the media, of course. And uh, we also funny enough, uh, one thing I think we learned from Thunderstone uh, was to be a little more bold with our printing and uh, let's go ahead and print more (laughs) rather than wait uh, because Thunderstone at this point, uh, the base set of Thunderstone is actually coming off its sixth printing at this point. And uh, so with Nightfall, our base printing is going to have a a lot larger print run, and we've actually already put into our schedule for the year a reprint of it when we expect to be sold out. So um, we're we're being a little more aggressive uh, as a company with this one and what we think we can get out of it.
0: Now, I know that probably the most Common complaint. Actually, almost the only complaint I ever really heard about the original Thunderstone release was the box and how the cards were stored. Yeah. What sort of storage system is Nightfall going to be using?
5: Uh, yeah, I, I know all those comments about the box. There's an interesting story behind that that we really can't tell anyone at the moment, but hopefully we'll be able to share that someday in the future when we're all old. But um, what we're going with in Nightfall is the... Uh, basically the same box that uh, Thunderstone's expansions have come in, Wrath of the Elements and Doomgate Legion, where it is the double row uh, box with dividers and the foam block inserts uh, that keep your cards uh, in there tight. And um, it was was so well received uh, in the board game community that we figured there was no reason to try to reinvent the wheel another time. You know, if people like this, let's give them what they like. You know? And uh, so we're going with that. And Uh, As an aside, uh, Thunderstone Dragonspire, which is coming out uh, relatively soon, um, is a return to a larger box for Thunderstone. But the things we've done with the smaller box of Thunderstone are incorporated into the larger box. Um, uh, Dragonspire can be viewed uh, somewhat as a, I guess, if you're thinking in CCG terms, you could think of it as a new base set. Right, All the contents are completely new, but it's set up as a good jumping-on point for people who are just getting into Thunderstone.
0: I'm glad to hear that Nightfall repeats that. I, I really like with Thunderstone being able to take all the cards and just put them in one expansion box and then still have them all be easily sorted with the oversized divider cards that, that you guys included. You mentioned earlier a contest that was going
5: on right now for Nightfall. Did you want to tell our listeners any more about that? Yes, absolutely. Um, We're doing a contest called The First 100 Days. Uh, It began on January 1st, and it will run for 100 days, hence the name. Uh, If you visit our official website for Nightfall, which is nightfallthegame.com, you can go there, and you'll find the link to it. And if you put in your mailing information, you're entered in the contest. And every day for 100 days, we draw one name each day and that person will receive a free preview copy of Nightfall. Um, They will start, uh, the first batch will start shipping around February 1st, and after that, basically every day that a name's drawn, a copy will ship. Um, It is a, as we say, it is a preview set. It comes in a preview box. It's a different box than the retail one. Um, It is not a double row box. It's a single row box. If you uh, you remember, some of you old-timers may remember the Do Unto Others set from Doomtown. Uh, the sort of uh, short telescoping box, um, it's a it, it's that very same thing. Um, and it comes with uh, the uh, cards, some of the phone blocks, and a rule book uh, for you. And those will be completely free to the winners. Um, so definitely go there and sign up. That's nightfallthegame.com. Uh, we've already had thousands of people enter, so, um, you know, get in there. Uh, you only need to enter one time. Your name won't be taken out. Um, Until, you know, we're through um, or until you've won, which is, you know, the other way to (laughs) guarantee you're not in the drawing anymore. Uh, We'll also be sending those very same preview copies out to uh, hundreds of retail stores in the coming month uh, to uh, let people be able to go to their local store, try out the game uh, before it's on sale. And we're also going to be sending um, several of, or, or nearly around 100 copies of the preview set out to various Uh, media outlets, uh, blogs, magazines, and uh, wonderful podcasts like Strange Assembly.
0: (laughs) So if people want to find out more information about Nightfall, where would they go to do that?
5: Uh, Best place to do that, like I said, is the website, uh, nightfallthegame.com. We also have a um, Facebook uh, group. You just uh, search for Nightfall, and it'll come right up. And uh, we've been doing a lot of interaction with the players there as well. Um, If we can get a a certain number of followers, we'll give away extra copies of the preview set just to the Facebook fans. Um, We uh, are also letting them help choose what, uh, I guess you'd say, what species each of the previews comes from. Uh, As we're going through the previews, they can vote on that. And uh, you can also look up our entry at uh, BoardGameGeek, which has uh, a lot of the different uh, reviews and uh, magazine previews, PDFs and stuff like that already pulled together. Uh, under one entry. Um, so uh, definitely check out those places to find out more. You can also look if you if you have access to these. Uh, the January issues of game trade magazine uh, and the uh, ACD catalog both feature nightfall on the cover and with uh, feature articles. and the uh, uh, quarter one uh, greater games industry catalog will have a nightfall uh, feature article and nightfall will be on the cover of that as well. so, You can find out about it in any of those places. Okay.
0: Thanks a lot for talking with me today, Todd.
5: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Not a problem. This has been a Strange Assembly interview. You can check us out on our website at www.strangeassembly.com. Our podcast is available on iTunes, and you can also follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Let's have a little bit about the cards in this episode. We've seen most of the Dead of Winter. We're going to do our usual expansive and overly detailed survey of the set over the next couple of episodes after we you actually have the cards, or everything has been previewed, or, or so, whatever. See you
4: guys in episode 19. He
0: means boring. <laughs> Bye. Oh, <Well>, continue, continue. <laughs> I just figured boring was a given. Uh, True enough. I thought we'd stop now, and when we have got most of the Empire at War environment done, sort of look over how that has gone like we would usually do at the beginning of the next sets episode, so we don't have any results for the contest on this yet, because there are more, but Hendrik... You're still winning as of the time of recording. So far, the best-performing clan in the environment continues to be Lion. Don't believe it. Sorry about that, Trevor. It is Lion, followed by Crab, Scorpion, Dragon, Crane, Mantis, Unicorn, Spider, and Phoenix.
2: I I think you read those backwards.
0: Lion and Scorpion
2: are up there? What are our commentators going to do?
0: What? Kill everybody. Trevor, Trevor was going to deny that it ever happened. Right. <laughs> so right. and I am I? I'm
3: going to plead the fifth about playing the scorpion ninja deck at some point. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> the scorpion have mostly been Dishonored. There actually has been some variety in there, but I think dishonor has been the most common one.
3: Yep, that's what they like.
0: Lion have been. No that's what you like does. too, Kevin.
3: No, I don't. I like ninjas.
0: Okay. Then. <laughs> Whatever Trevor wants or thinks, lion continue to be the best performing. Deck. Your numbers I'd... mean nothing. <laughs> yes. yes. They, they mean nothing. They win tournaments. They make the cuts, but feel free to choose to ignore Is there any new, unique lion thing, or is it just... They've got some nifty unique stacks, oh, some sure. nifty non unique stacks. Everyone out.
2: plays a unique lion deck. All your good guys, and then add in spice to flavor. Take Don't forget for... the gold. Yes. You need some holdings. They, go, some holdings.
3: they go first and have about a bajillion force when attacking.
1: They go first for now.
0: Yes. yes. <laughs> for, for now, they go. That, <laughs> that, that would be interesting. That should be really interesting. <laughs> you, when, you, when you are playing an Honor or Dishonor deck, which is what you're going to be playing out of that new Crane Stronghold, it is a huge deal with an Honor or Dishonor deck to go first against military. Start blind. Remember.
2: If you can't find it, Lion Players, you can ask your opponent to borrow his bamboo. I would say no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. bamboo. Just rip it up. <laughs> in front of their faces.
0: Okay, Crab. Again, the most common Crab decks I've seen are. Kuan <laughs> Smash. <laughs> Nifty, <laughs> Smash Nifty, Smash! Nifty, unique guys. And again, flavor. To, I mean, there, there have been. Some uh, no for
4: 30 minutes or so well, an open heat?
0: Well, there have been some that have been heroes, some heroes with duelings, uh, some with berserkers, but I guess those are some some bigger differences between the crab decks. Throw a lot of Shattered Peaks Castle, but having heroes and dueling is a lot different from having berserkers. I don't think the dueling pool.
1: deck uh, sees too much play anymore, does it? I don't think it does. I saw a couple of topaz.
0: Yeah, I, I thought I'd seen some of them doing you know, decently. I don't know, nobody's really playing a commander-commander deck no. much, or certainly not. And not crap scouts these days. Although, <laughs> give it a hun- week. Hunting yeah. the daughter uh, may change that. <laughs> face. Scorpion, we we basically already hit on. Dragon, that's mostly Last Step Castle, right? And it's... then Super Friend stuff. Sure. Is there other things? Uh, last Step is Last Step. Last Step, I guess. then and some monks. I mean, there's. Yeah, I think the there's monks... just a variety of decently performing decks. I have not seen the Kensei deck. I've seen the rest. I mean, the sort of thing that. Like the case was running back at Jencon, obviously that was a different environment where you've got weapons and some uniques, yeah, yeah. and you happen to have some kids in there too because they may work well. In the I, I mean the box. I've not seen. Oh that no, yeah, I, I, yeah, I have not seen Furthest Fortress to accomplish anything on the tournament scene, unfortunately. Crane, that's been mostly. Oh look, Brian post, posted that really nifty controller deck. I'm going to use that. Yeah, that's the that's the most common sort of deck I've seen. Lockdown out of Sevenfold Palace.
1: Yeah. They can still do military fine, but they choose
0: not to. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. has never happened. Well, I, I'm, it's kind of nice to see Sevenfold Palace come back a little bit, because that was a box that... It was unplayable that, for the start of the arc. The Quinn players just hated, it, uh,
2: understandably, because it got, got nerfed, nerfed
0: yeah. going from Samurai to Celestial. It's it's same with just, the Lion Box, but that's used to play at all, almost.
2: It's neat to see a Stronghold like just come back into popularity after a while, after some changes. Yeah, usually that doesn't happen a bunch. It'll be
0: like, oh, here's a new Stronghold for your... Oh, oh, that that oh, force yeah. that force copying thing doesn't actually work for your kensai. Oops. Let's let's give, give you a new box. kensai yeah. box. The next set, yeah. or two sets later. Mantis are next. Okay, we all know what mantis have been playing. <laughs> Unicorn. That has been primarily. Oh
3: yeah, I did see a different mantis deck at Topaz.
0: Yes, the top mantis at Topaz was scouts, right? It doesn't mean you
3: should see a different mantis <laughs> deck. It was like all like people with range attacks and
1: PK and some ninjas thrown in for
3: flavor. There
0: Were ninjas in the, the scout deck?
1: Yes. No. Eric. was playing that Gen at range attacks and ninjas too. Oh, yeah, they were the, uh, the, 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 range, the range to the key. Yes.
0: Oh,
2: okay. Yeah.
1: Wow. Because what you can't really? kill with the other range attacks, you shoot in the other
0: one. That's a lot of gold for a
1: That is
2: a ton force. of gold. That's a whole yeah. lot of gold for a 3 3 dude. Okay. But
1: some people have had success with it. And they're
3: also playing that Spider Ninja. The range 4 to the chief. I'd go him
2: first, range for you'd think, because. Well, the, the Gen goal, Con, he
1: was an out. It
3: wasn't
2: yeah.
1: wasn't
2: yeah. Yeah. Uh, They're actually
1: running sneak attacks.
0: Which is hilarious.
2: <laughs> Good. It's like they print
0: infantry guys for Unicorn. It is in fact perfectly fine that they print non-naval guys for Mantis. And they
1: print samurai for Phoenix. Maybe if you want to draw Void, because that's a red card, right? <laughs>
0: right
1: no. Except for sneak attack and a Mantis.
0: Kevin Durant, a lot of the scouts don't have Naval. I mean, there are some yeah. scouts that are naval. Oh, no. They, they don't have naval. What I'm saying, it's still yeah. <laughs> it's saying.
5: not upset. Yeah. That's not
0: Then you've got Unicorn. Unicorn have been... So there's been some Outsider Keeps super friends. There's been a lot of Skills super of friends the wind. going around. Feels the Wind using Ida Kane and there's still so just... Many good out of clan Yeah, we, we've people.
4: reached that part of the arc where Super Friends is good because there's a lot of good, and Yeah, that's why Clan people. Conflict
0: shows up and makes people cry.
4: And of course, when we say Super Friends, we're usually talking
0: about... Three, like, four guys. Like, yeah, maybe. yeah, maybe... Yeah, tops five out-of-clan guys. Yeah, it it's, it's Aww. They're to form it... Planet. Kazuki it... shows up out-of-clan too, which is where... I think I've seen Kazuki... Only here in the Honor Department... <laughs> It was his, I don't even remember what his honor requirement is, because I just played oh. it in the
2: Dragon Deck. I played him today, it I can't remember.
0: I think Bidgey was loyal. Oh. Yeah.
2: yeah. He may be 0. I don't know. I think
0: know. he's a 5, is he? But, he's either a 0 or a 5. Uh, but whatever. he... Uh, I almost feel like I've seen him in more... in as many non-Dragon decks as Dragon decks, because in the Dragon decks, he really only shows up in... when Dragon are playing their yeah. semi suit, you know, stack of good uniques. And that's what a lot of these are. I mean, we say super friends, but a lot of them are... Yeah, there's a small number of out-of-clan uniques, and then your clan's really good uniques, and then <laughs> round out with n- 9 to 10, you know, 9, 10, 12, just random non-uniques. Maybe from one theme it's, you know, 12 Berserkers uh, yeah. or 12 Kensei. In or
3: my, my rematch game, I had Essence of Destruction on Illumenshi Genja, and he redirected that four times. <laughs> yeah, there's,
0: there's certainly a, a point where too much redirect in an environment gets to be a bad thing. But look on the bright side. There's no seed of power in Celestial Edition. True. And no Chagatai. Yes. <laughs> I... No,
1: just I there is. yeah. He's uh, only one problem, is the uh,
0: Yeah, Yeah. Koan is not as bad as Chagatai. No. Okay. Chagatai was ridiculous. True. Then there were Spider. Spider is still playing everything out of the Breeder Box, but a variety of different things out of Breeder Box. But and they then, still have three Udos. Yes, and still getting jacked around by crossing the Forbidden Sea, and still yep. lesser extended Imperial senses. It happens. It's beautiful, yeah. what it happens to. Has there been any particular kind of random stuff out of Breeder Box that you guys have seen that you guys have seen more of doing
3: successfully?
0: Random good yeah, well, uniques. Just Breeder. Mainly.
3: I mean, there's some new spider friends, spider uniques. That's every class unique deck.
0: Yeah,
3: um, it's not every class unique deck because it's. There are a lot of spider unity you can actually play, in the Oni's, too.
1: That um, loves their Oni's, is vicious. I was winning games that. with him left and right.
0: Battle destroy something. Battle send something. Battle, to battle do three battle things something. that your
1: opponent really doesn't want to happen. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and then Phoenix, which is just weird because we're Phoenix, too awesome for anybody to play well. Phoenix, well Phoenix won world championships, and Phoenix seems to have three just a boxes. variety of, of really good decks, and yet. People can't seem to make the cut consistently with Phoenix. Is it too many people bandwagoning? This is cool, so we're playing that. I Phoenix it's, were never
3: cool.
4: I we're always cool. What are you talking about?
3: Fire! This time, I'm ignoring the bad joke. Um, I I can fire him back. I think uh, Phoenix suffers from too many options. Honestly, I that think, is not a
0: suffering. It's there. You you heard it here, design team. Ban several phoenix boxes, and that will make them happy.
1: Kevin, <laughs> um, just, just shut it.
3: <laughs> I've seen some people play some really bad phoenix decks, honestly.
0: So they have a bunch of good options, but they're still playing bad things?
3: Yeah, because they're funny. No.
0: So your explanation for why the phoenix clan is doing bad is and that I, your I clanmates didn't, I, suck.
3: I didn't, didn't get so lucky at Topaz, personally.
4: No. Well, I think part of it is—I mean—just Phoenix is traditionally one of the hard clans to play. That you can very you easily, your boxes? You can very easily make play mistakes that.
1: Did you that? go
4: from five-two to four-three and don't make the cut. City of Tears—they got a one gold nail you get. I a don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> honestly, that I don't
0: even know what that's supposed to mean. Traditionally, Phoenix are hard to play. Therefore, in this environment, we lose? Well, he's looking yes. for out. So I pushed
1: one up, and it was I, the wrong one. Too small, you throw it back, he got to try again.
3: Honestly,
0: <laughs> I think Phoenix's
1: good decks are really, really good.
0: On the bright side, Phoenix like their decks, and they like their options, so that's a plus, too. I mean, certainly they aren't one of the complaining clans right. at this yeah, stage. Yeah, I mean, we have
4: no idea, so we're just making stuff up now. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Well, Phoenix that's... seems, like it's, got, it, it seems I, like it's got to do better than
0: this. I've only
3: been to two tournaments, not since this whole thing started. I blame I,
0: that. Yeah, well, and certainly Phoenix <laughs> can win large, Lords. hard yeah. tournaments. Yeah. I don't know. Phoenix players. Step up your game. Yeah, well, no.
4: oh, hey, Kevin.
0: I was, I was just, step up your game. I'm working <laughs> on it. But what I was going to say was Phoenix Clan players could come and offer their opinions on what exactly was happening yeah, what's, what's with, going with on? the it Phoenix makes, Clan?
4: Makes no I, sense. I to imagine us. that
0: they're actually already trying to win. Yeah. Crazy talk. Well, that's a little look at what's been going on at Empire War. Well, for our last. Full segment on strange assembly today. I thought we would talk about a interesting little survey I saw on the main AEG forums. It is the unfortunately named Waka survey. Waka waka waka. <laughs> yes. Insert ubiquitous name. Well, the, the the player who put it up, his name is Wachani, which is fine as an individual forum handle, but Waka survey doesn't really worked that well, but it's, it's on the AEG forums, probably in the story section, I'm not sure. But I thought it was an, an interesting set of questions and could make for an interesting discussion. The first question is, what sort of clan champion you would like to have? Briefly, my answer was Tagashi.
4: Otherwise,
0: <laughs> otherwise, some descendant of moreshis who's all cryptic like a dragon, should be. Uh, what do you want for your clan champion, Kevin?
3: That ass and doesn't have a ridiculous honor
0: requirement. Rambo? <laughs> yes, Phoenix Rambo. Uh, our other Phoenix player, what do, you, what do you want, Jay?
4: Who cares about the clan Champion? I want five quality masters. I want Barry White to hang around. He's awesome. I want our Master of Earth to be the nice, the stoic kind Earth. I like our lecherous
3: Master of Earth.
4: He's cool, but uh, I, I was going to put that as the water, ma- or not water, air master. I think that could be funny.
1: Trevor. <laughs> I want a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> None of this faking nice crap. Dr. Kumiko. Yeah. Justin.
2: I'm not coming up with joke answers, I'm gonna be so boring.
1: And he wants a pirate too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like at the very least I th- I mean the dragon champion I think should either be a monk or cryptic because, you know, not hot headed, I'm gonna take over all your crap. But actually mysterious and stuff. So you would Mystical. oppose
0: Shimra becoming the uh, Dragon Clan champion?
2: I mean, that would be fun in its own way.
0: would <laughs> <laughs> be an angry champion.
2: Yeah, I'm fine with that too, in
0: theory. The next question is what clan is your clan's best friend? Be careful with the spider answers here because everybody could put spider down as enemy. What clan is your clan's best ally? Kevin? I'd like it to be Dragon.
4: Jay, I actually want to go an interesting direction. I would like to see it be Mantis completely. The whole, the whole, the whole Shingen hook okay. yeah. They're
0: gonna have thunder babies. I don't know. There are a lot of
4: thunder babies. I think it would be awesome if we got to go help explore the ruins of the Ivory Kingdoms. I think it would be nice to see the War uh, of Fire and Thunder get healed because as as we us see it, again. It, let's face it, you guys have the coolest toys after us. I want some of those.
1: We bought the that Goku. Yeah. Okay.
0: I like the spider. There, who I choose. <laughs> Resurrection
2: of the Mantis Spider Alliance. That's what Trevor wants. Justin, keep it in Uh, Phoenix is the real obvious choice. I think that's kind of an alliance that's pretty well established. Yeah, that's kind of weird too. I-, I put Phoenix as well because it's
4: completely what's also- well, completely
0: natural, except of course that. They keep trying to generate friction between the phoenix and
4: the dragon. Right, it it never makes sense. Like, Uh
3: Tamori Wotan cannot
1: be controlled by a phoenix player. What the? He will (laughs) show you no mercy. You cannot handle the Wotan. (laughs)
0: Yes. Hmm. What other two clans are your allies? Other two? In addition to your best friend. In addition to your, your BFF. Dragon Buddies, what other two clans do you see as... By the time we're done, you're going to have an ally, two yeah, allies, two rivals, an enemy. Yes, it's going to be every well, every other clan, but one and a half. two maybe? Yeah. yeah, well, if you include Spider in there. Um, but- I'd
3: say Mantis and Unicorn. And Unicorn, because we've got Calvary now, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you have some Naval... So yes. four Yeah, that, that that I didn't even think of that. Yes, that works for <laughs> that's me. That's a
3: that's a great
4: story
0: justification.
4: <laughs> we're we're trying Mantis to take your keywords, um, so no, you already, really have. We've, we've,
3: <laughs> I mean, the the unicorn and the phoenix live in the north and uh CCG wise the the Phoenix picking up a lot of cavalry, been building a viable cavalry deck. So
0: I don't think that represents you that stealing <laughs> horses from the unicorn, but...
4: No, 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 we've okay. already proved Murabu stole Chagatai's horse long ago. We've been breeding that horse, so now we've got a whole bunch.
3: Plus, the, 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 the unicorn and the mantis both have um, different and strong Shiganda traditions, so...
0: Jay, you already picked mantis, so you can't pick them again like Kevin.
4: Aww. I, mean, I went kind of out there with Mantis. I'm going to go back on Tradition for the Allies, Crane, and Dragon.
0: Okay. Who are your other buddies, Trevor? Scorpion.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I and thought the, you guys hated those guys.
1: I, I don't ask people in the crowd. He's like, see, he hates
0: the Scouts, so he doesn't really care if the a uh,
2: mind. mine. Yeah, well,
1: they, they, can learn, they can learn to deal. <laughs> yes. Hey, crap.
2: Justin. i go with Unicorn, so we have this nice northern border group, that's all working out right now, and let's say Crane. I want us to go wandering around dueling everyone. (laughs) Every person.
0: I had put Crane and Crab. I think I, when I did mine, I did them in in reverse order and ended up with the allies, because that was the least interesting part out of the selections. Okay, worst enemy. Who's your clan's worst enemy? Let's uh, swing it around. Justin, do you again. Since Somebody I can't pick Spider, you cannot just since pick I can spider. spider. Hater. You want to be at war with. Um, well, you don't have to necessarily be at war with them, but it, I mean, an enemy, not just a. Because going to be rival. What
2: it? all came of the dragon and mantis being angry at each other? Nothing.
4: Let's do that then.
0: Okay.
1: You don't even have to ask me. You can just go to the next. Yeah. <laughs> Lion. <laughs> Lion. Okay.
4: I'm, I'm again going to try to go interesting here. Crab. Hear, hear me out. I, I think it would be interesting. I think there are three groups right now that should be focusing on the spider, specifically their taint. The Kuni, the Asoko, and the Yogo. And I think it would be interesting if we get into a bidding war with the other two. There, there's a three-way bidding war of whose job it is to beat up the spider.
0: Lion. Lion. Not just out of some sort of rational hatred. It actually makes sense for there to be conflict because the dragon and the lion are right next to each other. <laughs> it makes more sense for it to be the lion than the phoenix or the unicorn. The lion and the dragon have clashed multiple times. The lion are uber-traditionalist. The dragon are very individualist. And the lion are never going to be able to settle their grudges against the dragon one-on-one, because we've got better duelists, so there you go. You have to have clan-wide conflict for the lion to... So everyone just, has to die. Yeah. Well, hey, that's, that's their <sighs> M.O., not ours. Okay, what clans are your rivals, Jay?
4: Uh, As a bunch as of scorpion, and uh, who have I not picked at this point? I don't... No, we uh, love the hare. Ox. Nah.
0: I think we're looking for great clans here. Oh. You're no fun. I know. So, who so you You've got... Have you picked lion yet? I have not picked lion you've yet. You've also got dragon, and you've got crane. I think those... Are no, the
4: dragon ones. and crane were the allies I picked. Oh, so I've I'm no, about right, unicorn real. and lion.
0: Unicorn, lion.
4: Uh, I guess lion.
0: Okay, scorpion and lion. Fairly, good. nobody wants to be buddies with the lion. Nope. Nope. Trevor. Uh, let's see. Unicorn and phoenix. Ah, so you want to be rivals with the unicorn?
1: Most the of the mantis. Well, Most I- of the
0: mantis players are all
1: like to be buddies with the unicorn. What do you? I just ignore them usually. Like my eyes close <laughs> over the fictions. It's terrible having a <laughs> mind. Like. There's a unicorn fiction and a lion fiction. And I just glaze them. I fall asleep.
0: Okay, Kevin. trained scorpion.
2: Justin. Um, lion for the same reasons Chris expounded on, and just scorpion because I think it'd be interesting after all this time. We've got to mix a few things up.
0: Okay, I picked mantis because. I can actually think of a reason for them to squabble. There was that kind of lame magistrate thing, but you could also <laughs> throw in the whole Nizen treason that Toshi Rambo never got resolved. I, it's I, not treason I, if you get paid. I gotta, up, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta come up with something. But the other one, I, I think that Scorpion, actually, there's there's the stuff floating around from the Race for the Throne that most recently got alluded to in the fiction where Paneki failed to die. That was one of the the, the reasons he was speculating that the scorpion were being visited so heavily by the plague was because he had tried to trash Satsu during the, the race to stop the dragon from taking the throne. You've got
4: that,
0: I mean, while there have been obviously there have been friendships between dragon and scorpion, you've always had the natural kitsuki versus ninjas and poison vibe going on. Plus, uh, you have the potential for some kitsuki method versus the Traditional scorpion, yeah. I lie, and uh, you're not allowed to question it. Method, I mean, Sebankin method, or whatever it is. The, the, tell you- the AKA bribery method.
4: No, no, you don't know. That's mantis.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, what well, the other one left is? I mean, you've got what unicorn? There isn't really any. It's not a bribe if you take it much money. Okay, so that's it for clan selections. Next one is what sort of clan members do you want to see more stories about? High level characters like clan mm-hmm. champions and daimyo. Common samurai or people in between. Justin.
2: Um I guess somewhere in between. I'd like to see more like dragon people wandering around the Empire because wasn't that what we were kind of doing? It was like all the monks were wandering around and the Tagashi are wandering to, around. I'd like to see more of that going on.
1: Trevor, low level. I want to see the guy in the boat going stir crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Get me off this chair.
0: I'll jump. (laughs) Jay? Uh,
4: High profile. We have so many high profile names that you can go through all of them and be good for a while, never get bored.
3: I want to see some more stories with a (laughs) Gifu. In a nursing home. (laughs) She's a little... The
4: 900-year-olds you reach look so good you will not.
0: Didn't R2 mess that guy up, too? <laughs> <laughs> I do want to see high-level characters. I don't object to lower and middle level people, but I do want to see stories that have clan champions and Daimyo in them. But I also want to see more stories where characters show up repeatedly than so they trying build to... Up. Yeah, yeah, and, and trying to build up, rather than just taking a general survey. I mean, I know there's got to be a certain amount of just random ex-clan guys shows up in a a fiction, but I don't feel any need to try to get everybody who's got a card into a story. I like it when people show up repeatedly. Now, of the characters you see, what kind of roles do you want to see show up for your clan? Like, Justin was just talking about Wandering
2: Monks. Pick three. Justin. Well, I'll go with Wandering Monks for the first one, (laughs) but I mean, I want to see actual, like, more dragon-like military commanders and stuff like that. Because I think we're later on going to get into the survey where I want to talk about Dragon marching out and doing some fun stuff like that. But some actual, like, military leaders and I guess just duels for the last one. Because I'm out of ideas and duels are pretty cool.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, after pirates, what are you next It was next actually to? Dirty
1: pirates.
4: <laughs> <laughs> pirate, pirate,
1: Dirty, dirty pirate. pirate,
4: and Bribing Pirates. Uh,
1: I, I want to see some more kitsune show up. We've had a fiction with him in the past year, maybe year and a half, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe they would have sleep with Ganaga too, but it'd <laughs> <they're good> be <laughs> nice to see him.
2: Well, they're in a forest.
1: See? That's the problem. No. And, uh, what else? I don't like the Magistrates too much, and the, the rest of the clan's probably gonna hang me later, so, I didn't say that. <laughs> and, the uh, more Ivergames crap that everyone else will hate and eyes will blaze over.
0: Yeah, they will need to hook the other, which they are doing, but yeah. they definitely need to make sure that other clans are hooked into the Ivory Kingdoms or it's, it's going to be more mantis separation. Jay?
4: Um, I would like to see more of the uh, Inquisitors. I, I like those. I mean, as I mentioned earlier in the foes, I would like to see sort of a, a little rivalry develop of whose job is it to go and hunt down tainted people and get the Inquisitors up there. Uh, then for my other two are sort of esoteric things, more RPG that we don't really see in the story that much, but I really hooked on them when I read the RPG. The first one is the Artisans. Uh, we have, we used to have Shiba Illusionists, which I thought was awesome, but you never hear about them. And the second one is the uh, Henshin, the, the monks we have, you know, the immortal people. You always <laughs> want to see them. Uh but I just thought they were cool.
0: Go ahead.
3: I like explosion. <laughs> I like it when Phoenix blows things up. That's 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 why I chose Phoenix.
2: The keyword being boom, fire, boom. <laughs> fire, <laughs> <Key> fire,
3: be <Beavis. laughs> Let's see. I like uh, I like the stories where Phoenix like sacrifice themselves.
1: I'll sacrifice a Phoenix. That's not a problem. <laughs> um. And I kind of like seeing Phoenix
3: as, like, the X-Files investigators of the, you know, something weird goes on, there's
0: Phoenix to figure out what the hell is going on. But Mulder! <laughs> <laughs> yes, one of my, the three, Katsuki trained magistrates, awesome dragon duelists, and random, mystically or theologically inclined characters, be they monks or samurai <laughs> or whatnot, out there being all wise and cryptic and such. Okay, does your clan want to expand, stay the same size, power level, or do you want to see it contract? Just as importantly, why, Trevor? I
1: actually want to see it contract, or to spread out right now. Four different families doing four different things. And why to warn the lion? Why not?
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jay?
4: I'd like to stay, see us stay the same. I, I don't want us to contract, but I don't want us to expand, really, just because I don't feel like the phoenix are... The, the conquerors that go and claim territory.
3: It. I think the Phoenix, the only thing the Phoenix are concerned about expanding is knowledge. Justin?
2: <laughs> like, honestly, the dragon have been up in the mountains for a million years, and now they're doing really good. They beat off Josai, we did really good in this mega game. I want to see the dragon expand. It's time.
0: Yeah, expand. Staying the same. Take over some lion lion lands. How
2: can we contract?
0: I hate you, We
4: We give up this one mountain over here. And, uh, yeah, so expand. We got a... One of your last two towers, goes By the time time all the mega
0: game results are going to wrap up, the Yobanjin are going to be beat, so there's some empty space up there. The lion are all going to die of the plague, so there's some... (laughs) There's actually room to expand, and that just makes...
1: When you mentioned Chosai there, instead of Knolling your man, get off my lawn, you damn kids. <laughs> 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 Takes a little too far.
0: Yes. Uh, assume that the Chosen are all approaching, are going to retire or die for one reason or another. What one of those spots would you want your clan to fill and why? Kevin. Uh,
2: advisor. Because the Phoenix are no one else. Justin. Um, I still like having the voice. It's worked out pretty well so far. Trevor?
1: Advisor. Imagine a Yorto McCordian being the advisor. <laughs> you just suggest things. To, you know, that'd be cool too. See,
2: <laughs> <laughs> so here's
4: how you yeah. solve your
0: problem to time. Yeah. Brag them.
4: <laughs> Jay. Voice. We had it first.
0: Oh, that was a completely different voice, but sort of, yes. I also picked voice because it would be very weird to have... Somebody other than a dragon as the voice. I don't know, but other than that, Chancellor. Because You have no that, would, in your that would be different. <laughs> well, that would be different. Well, when you think what you, you're talking about what the advice the Urutomo advisor give, think how different the Imperial Court would be when you have a Scorpion Chancellor versus having some Katsuki courtier as the Chancellor. That seems like it would produce a a different sort of result. Question number ten. We're not going to worry about because. That doesn't really work well for this format. I think you wanted to say more, Justin, so I guess we can have the bonus round question, which is freestyle talk about what
2: you want to see for your clan. I think that's what you were going for. Um sure. There's the thing is there's two different kinds of things. I want to see the dragon kind of stay mystical and you know spiritual because that's that's kind of the dragon shtick. You know, the crazy monks doing weird stuff, but like I said, I want to see the dragon actually You know, stomp some face now. Maybe monks going around and stomping face works, but it's time for us to take some land now.
1: I volunteer for the villain every time I get it. We'll we'll take it for an arc. (laughs) Show you how it's done.
4: Jerry? Uh, I want to see us get more knowledge. I mean, yeah, that's what we're the Phoenix. We should have. We should know everything. (laughs) Everything. You guys know things we don't. I want it.
1: We got some black scrolls you want to read. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) I thought that was just the Scorpion. No, they make them.
4: (laughs) No, no, we make them. And then they steal it. But we made
1: it. I think there's actually one of those little cord machines.
3: (laughs) It's a scroll. Kevin? I'm a simple man. I like simple things like, you know, gasoline and napalm. So I want more explosions.
4: Gas is cheap. Yes. That, that, that's
0: all I really need. That's it for this discussion. I think I've talked enough on this podcast over the last several months, so I probably don't need to do another freestyle ramble. We'll go ahead and put a link. Could you on... freestyle rap? <laughs> Actually, I don't think I can. Well, <laughs> We'll go ahead and put a link on our forums at strangeassembly.com slash forum to... The survey that's over on the main AEG forums, and if you guys want to respond over there or on our forums, we'll see what you have to say. That's it for this episode of Strange Assembly. Join us next time where we'll get started talking about the dead of winter. In the meantime, you can look for us on iTunes. Just search for Strange Assembly, where, of course, you'll remember to leave us a five-star rating and a glowing review. You can visit us on, visit us on our website at www.strangeassembly.com, or visit our forums at strangeassembly.com slash forum. I know that'll be hard to remember. We have a Twitter feed, Strange Assembly. We're on Facebook, Strange Assembly. Twitter—it's a, a place for twits to hang out. <laughs> yes, Twitter is this strange place where people apparently go for information, and we're going to give them some. And I use the word information Lightly, very, yeah. very loosely.
4: Mostly about what you had for lunch.
0: This is Kevin Kennedy. J. Earl. Me. Justin Pretty. And I'm Chris Stevenson. This is Strange Assembly. Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal.